And with the first pick of the 2022 Fantasy Football Draft, you select... Da-da-da! Welcome in to another episode of the Monsters Football Podcast. Got your host, Devin, here tonight. Unfortunately, Caleb still can't make it in. Uh, you know, got to get our uh, timing a little better here when it comes to our recording nights. Uh, hopefully, starting next week, we should be getting right back on track. Should start having our rankings where we place players where we rate teams we're going to have divisional breakdowns and i think we're going to try and have a few special guests come in for that so that's going to be a treat for everyone i really hope you guys can join us for that and listen into those episodes because uh we're really trying to build something special here and we appreciate everyone that's been here so far and giving us the love and support well since i've last talked to you guys there really hasn't been a lot of monster news Um, You know, obviously, we already talked about the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Um, Only thing kind of, I guess you could say, Monster News-ish is it sounds like talks with Debo and San Francisco are starting to clear up. You know, so that's going to be promising. At least we know where he's going to be. It looks like he's staying there in San Fran, which San Fran said they weren't going to let him go anyway. So we kind of saw that coming. Um, But it looks like they're finally getting close to the same page at least maybe for this year, you know, we'll see what happens after this season. Um, I'll be really interested to see if that's how that actually plays out there. But for today's episode, what I was looking at, thinking about doing for you guys here, is I'm going to come at you guys with where I rank the rookies that were just drafted. I know I kind of talked about them on the episode earlier this week, who I liked, who I didn't like, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm going to kind of talk to you, my personal, and I've already talked to Caleb about this, and obviously we uh, we differ here. So our actual ranking video is going to be good. But this is just a first glance with my rankings for uh, a couple of the big positions, you know, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end. And... Uh, I'm just going to kind of hit them off. Um, I'm going to go in the order that I particularly have them in, along with a couple um, honorable mentions in some of the areas. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us started off with running backs. So obviously, I don't think it's any surprise, the number one running back here is going to be Brees Hall. Not only was this guy just an absolute athletic phenom when it came to college ball, you know, runs with such power and authority. But he got a great landing spot in the Jets. I know that they had Michael Carter, and you know I kind of talked about that already with Carter being, you know, having his weeks here and there where he was really good. But man, Brees Hall's good. He's the bruiser for them. He also can, you know, has great hands. Is going to be great in the receiving game. He's just going to really open it up even more for that great receiving core that the Jets now have. So I'm really intrigued to see how he's going to do. But I mean, Brees Hall's the clear option here. Um, obviously if you're in a dynasty and you're doing a rookie draft, I mean, he is the clear one, one, um, I don't think there's been any questions about that, but, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to kind of see, you know, how his actual season goes here. Um, my second pick, I'm not a fan of where he landed, but, um, I think for the kind of rebuild per se that the team is in. And just what he brings to the field, I think Kenneth Walker there in Seattle is going to be a really good fit, and I think he's going to put up a very good numbers for them. Uh, I just, 
we don't really know what's going on in Seattle. I mean, they still say Drew Locke is their man and he's the answer, but I mean, we've all watched Drew Locke play in the league and you know, he just he just doesn't have it. So they're going to I think have to heavily rely on the run game. And I think that's where Walker's really going to shine. My number 3 running back that I have here. Um this is no surprise, you know, I've talked highly about him in the past episode. Love his landing spot. But that's going to be um, James Cook there in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's already got a great high-powered offense. You know, I talked about how great he is in the receiving game, how shifty he can be. Um, I think him and, you know, I know they still have Singletary. They still have Moss. Moss didn't really prove to be anything. You know, we all know that he was just an absolute fantasy bust. Wasn't able to really push yardage where they needed it. Singletary can still kind of get some of the bruising yards done. Um, But Cook is also, just with his shiftiness, he's going to be able to bounce outside and get him some of those yards they need. And like I've said before, you know, obviously Josh Allen is going to, you know, get him some of those rushing yards as well. But James Cook's hands and what he can do in the receiving game is where I think he's really going to shine in this offense. And I feel like he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I know he's been going... Late first rounds, early second rounds in the rookie startup drafts. Um, we'll talk rankings as far as, you know, redraft leagues and kind of where some of these rookie guys fit in with the veterans that we all know and love. Um, but, you know, that's going to be something we'll get to a little later. My next running back, so number four here, I have Tyler Aljair. Once again, this is going to be one of those guys that I like because of where he landed. Uh, Atlanta's offense we know is kind of in shambles. You know, they lost their quarterback with Matt Ryan coming to Indy. Um, Of course, you know, with the Calvin Ridley news and him being out for the whole season, you know, that really is a big shock and it really hurts that offense for them. Uh, Obviously they still have Michael Pitts. They brought in Drake London, which I'll get to when I come to the receivers part. And then Mariota, you know, is going to be a good fill gap for them. I think until Desmond Ritter's ready. That could be this season, but for Ritter's sake, I almost hope it's not. I hope Mariota can hold over this year and really let uh, Ritter kind of get to speed with the NFL game because I think he's going to be a really good fit there for him, especially with the young talent he has. Because, I mean, you figure next year if he can really step into the game, you know, you're looking at Al Jair, you've got Drake London, you've got Kyle Pitts, you've got Ridley returning. You know, it'd be a really good way for Ritter to really be able to excel and shine for them, and it would be good for Atlanta, you know, after having, you know, 12, 13 seasons with Matt Ryan, you know, bringing in a guy and hopefully, you know, maybe him being the next fit for them. So, you know, for a franchise, especially with the guys like, you know, fantasy-wise like Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and even Ridley when he comes back, you know, it's going to be a really opposite, you know, a really good option for them. And I just, that's why I really like Al Jair and I really like his landing spot there. Um, my next one that I have here is going to be Hassan Haskins. You know, he's another solid pick. I just, I think he's going to be, you know, versatile in the league. And I, I'm really in intrigued to kind of see what he can do there and I'm just really curious you know with Derrick Henry that's what it comes down to you know is is Henry going to be able to consistently put up those same numbers that he always has you know coming off this foot injury that he had last year um, we now have you know a new receiving core for them you know obviously we'll see how Robert Woods comes off this injury 
And then, you know, we now have, you know, Traylon Burks as the wide receiver one there for him. And I just think that if Tennessee's smart, you still obviously are going to run that offense through Derrick Henry. I mean, he is the king for a reason. And, you know, he's going to get fed every single game. But I also think that in situations where maybe they start leading a little more or in situations where the game's out of control, you know, Haskins is going to be able to come in and get some garbage time. And I also think just being a good runner like he, you know, has the potential to be and, you know, maybe being able to pick up a few things from Henry, even if he doesn't show huge production, I think he's very stash worthy just for the fact that Henry probably only has a couple more seasons left in him just with the way his body's been used. So that's kind of why I'm, a, you know, setting on Haskins and liking the Haskins option. Um, my honorable mentions, I've got two of them here. Um, one of them is going to be Isaiah Spiller. Uh, I think he's a great, you know, bruiser back too. I think he's someone that can be even a three down guy. I mean, obviously, um, where he's landing right now, we're not going to see him in that, um, three down situation with Eckler being there, you know, Eckler's still the guy. Um, but Eckler, you know, as we've seen time and time again, is definitely more of that receiving option. You know, he really brings a lot of, you know, good to that but he's also dealt with some injuries in the past you know last year he you know stayed healthy for I want to say it was probably about 90% of the season there was just a few games or a few like times where he was out but they haven't really had a great option at running back there because um, you know we had Joshua Kelly we had Larry Roundtree and in the times when Eckler wasn't able to play those guys were not able to put up any kind of production and obviously Eckler is a very shifty guy, very great in the receiving game, and that's where he gets a lot of his production. Um, but those guys just—they just didn't look comfortable in an offense that is high-powered and you know firing on all cylinders. Has great weapons at wide receiver, you know, tight end position. Obviously, they have a great quarterback in Herbert, and you know you really want to see something big out of them. And you just never got that. Every time they got the opportunity, I think there might have even been a couple weeks where I plugged one of them in, and it was just a complete disappointment. And I think Spiller is really going to be able to step into that role and you know just give us exactly what we're looking for. And so I'll be really intrigued to kind of see how that works. The other guy that is an honorable mention for me, and I know Caleb's really high on him, and his landing spot was pretty good, um, and that's with Damian Pierce. You know, Pierce is coming in there to Houston. He was drafted uh, with the 107th pick. Um, he could be very sneaky going in there. The only thing that I caution Pierce for maybe even this year, and maybe this is just me high thinking as a you know Colts fan, um, Marlon Mack I think still has a lot left in the tank. Uh, you know, he, get, he got injured two years ago. Last year was a healthy scratch a lot of the games. But that wasn't anything against Mac's ability. It was the fact that we had the number one running back in football and Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, you know, he took over that number one spot after Henry went down. But and then you had Hines, you know, being able to do the receiving game and kind of be that change of pace back. Mac just wasn't really needed. Um, you know, there was a few 
games where we had garbage time and we brought in like one of our guys that was basically like our fourth running back and we let him get the work just to let him get the exposure. You know, we knew Mac what Mac could do. We signed Mac to that one year, just, you know, prove it deal to basically show other teams, hey, I'm back from this Achilles. You know, he had a few games where we did get him in there. He was able to show that he can still rush and do things. You know, let's not forget, you know, the year before he got injured, he came off a thousand yard season. You know, so I I still think Mac has a lot left in the tank, and I think he's still going to be able to do a lot in that Houston offense. So that's the only reason I have Pierce as more of an honorable mention. Um, but that being said, Mac is coming off an Achilles. You know, granted he basically rested all last year, so he should be pretty healed on that. But you know, it's just still one of those things that you know we got to kind of watch out for. Um, but I do think Pierce could be someone that could, in the long run, be good. So if you can get him at a decent spot in a draft. <clears throat> especially like a dynasty draft, he's definitely worth the stash. Um, But that's pretty much the main running backs that I'm kind of looking at from a fantasy perspective at this point, just because, you know, some of the other running backs that went to teams, went to teams that already have, you know, their one guy, their two guy, and, you know, most likely, you know, bearing, you know, horrible injuries, we're not really going to see them. They're not going to be much, you know, they're going to be just some stash guys that you might get to play at some point, but they're probably going to be nothing because some new running back will come in before they ever get a chance to shine. But stepping into the wide receiver role, I think the my number one option here is a pretty clear-cut one, uh, Drake London. Uh, like I said, I'm very high on Atlanta, which is surprising because I was looking at them when Ridley went um, you know, down for the year with the gambling situation. Russell Gage got uh, you know, moved. Um, they basically just had Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan leaves and comes to the Colts, so now they don't really have a quarterback. But even with Mariota or if they end up going with Ritter, Drake London steps into that one role, but he also is, you know, that coincide with um, Kyle Pitts. And that's what I'm really liking is the fact that now you have two really big receivers that can go opposite sides of the field, stretch it, make defenses have to split up, and it's going to keep the field open for them. And with that is where I also like, you know, how I mentioned Al Jair. I think he's really going to fit and open up some of that for them as well. So I'm really high on Drake London. I think he is going to just surprise everybody in an offense where everyone thought it was going to be a complete joke. Fantasy-wise, I think London is the clear-cut top receiver here in this draft. Um, The next guy that I really liked is, with his landing spot especially, is, um, and I know, you know, I talked to Caleb about this, and he was really surprised I had him this high, but Christian Watson. I know that... You don't normally have a rookie wide receiver and Aaron Rodgers meshing well. It usually takes a couple years, three, four years, for him to really be able to shine with someone. But now with Devontae Adams being moved and MVS being moved and you know all these options that he had that you know rapport with that he started building, you know, sure he still has Lazard, um, but I just don't see Lazard being that big number one option. And I think Watson is just really going to just mesh well in that offense. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to want to prove this year that even though Devontae's gone, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need Devontae to be Aaron Rodgers, to be the MVP quarterback, to be that, you know, the guy that can make the big plays. So I think him and Watson are going to get on a different level and they're just going to explode all year long. And it just has me really excited. And like I said, I'm just really stoked to see that Watson and Rogers connection, because I, I think it's going to be there and I think it's going to be a sight to watch. My next guy, um, 
I put him here just because I really like his landing spot. And I think because of that landing spot, that's why I am so high on him, especially since he's going to be the clear-cut one. And that's going to be Traylon Burks. I know I've talked about him now week in and week out in the, on this podcast about how I really like you know, what he did in college and how he is basically a magician with his, you know, route running and his cuts. And, you know, I mean, we had, we saw the NFL comparison to AJ Brown. So, I mean, he's basically just fitting into that role as the cheaper option. That's going to just really show. I think now with Tannehill having all these comments about how he's supposed to mentor Malik Willis and everything Tannehill I feel like could come out this year just firing showing listen I might be 36 37 but I still have some left in the tank I'm still somebody that's worthwhile and I'm still somebody that can run this offense and run it well and I think that's going to be good for him and I think it's going to be good to have that competition with Willis because not only is that going to help push him to a higher level but it's going to help Willis you know develop in this game for the NFL and I really think Willis went low. I'm really high on Willis still. And I think a lot of that can just be the fact of how good his character is. He's just such a sweet soul. And I feel like he's somebody that's going to be a great leader. And once he gets the opportunity, I feel like he's not going to look back. And he's just going to absolutely own. And I'm really excited to see how that goes. My next guy, also kind of a landing zone opportunity here for it. With the way everything's going in this offense, you know, with them getting Brees Hall and, you know, just with some of the other options that they have there. I mean, you're, you're looking at what Elijah Moore at the number one. You've got Denzel Mims, Braxton Berrios, Corey Davis. I mean, you still have some really big wide receivers. Then they went in and brought in, you know, CJ Uzuma. Tyler Conklin, you know, so now they've got a few really good options when it comes to everything. But Garrett Wilson, I feel like, is just going to fit into that, you know, offense really well, um, especially, you know, with uh, being across from Elijah Moore, helping, you know, break up that monotony, helping, you know, spread the defenses out. I just feel like this whole offense is going to be firing. And, like, it's it's going to surprise me if the Jets don't go super far this year. Just, the like, on paper, they're such a beautiful team. And, you know, as um, as me and Caleb joked around about, you know, what are the Jets going to do to, you know, Jets this up? Because I don't see how they don't absolutely just, you know, crush all year long. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see how Wilson really fits in. But I just I like him there and I, I feel like he's going to be another really good pick. And he's someone, you know, obviously for Dynasty's drafts. You know, all these guys are going to be young, and I think they have a lot of good talent. You know, especially if you pair them up with some of the guys that you already have. You know, it's just going to be great stashes, too. Um, another one is going to be Sky Moore. I know I talked about this last week, but him being there in Kansas City, giving, you know, Patrick Mahomes a good, fast option, kind of like Tyreek Hill was, he's going to be a favorite receiver, I think, right off the bat for um, Mahomes. Obviously, I think what we're going to see a lot of is. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, especially to start the year. But I think as the year moves on and him and Sky really start building that relationship, I think him and Sky are just going to, you know, absolutely dominate together. So I'm really high on that. And then my honorable mention, um, I kind of have two. Um, one is going to be um, Alec Pierce. I mean, obviously, you guys know I'm a Colts fan. We had some injuries last year, I know, but our second wide receiver, even with Wentz throwing, um, I think Pittman had just almost 1,100 yards, and our second wide receiver had like 400 yards. 
obviously we have Paris Campbell back again this year, which, you know, I, I love Paris Campbell to death and I want to see him do well, but we've not had a healthy season out of him yet. And so that's where I really like Pierce because it finally gives an, you know, somebody other than Pittman for the defenses to have to watch out for. I mean, obviously we have the bruiser and Taylor who can receive just like Hines, but as far as the big threats, you know, downfield, big bodied guys, you know, I think Pittman and Pierce are both just going to go all out. And we know that Matt Ryan likes to hit those guys, you know, have those big body guys like Julio that he can just absolutely own with. My next guy that I have my final honorable mention and it just scares me here because I feel like this is a boomer bust kind of guy. And that's with Chris Olave. And the reason I say it's going to be a boomer bust kind of guy is because one, we have Michael Thomas coming back. So, you know, Michael Thomas, if he, he returns to even a fraction of the player he used to be, I mean, that's going to be an absolute, you know, ball magnet. Everything's going to go to him just because he can catch, he can run, he can do everything. But we're going to most likely not have Alvin Kamara for, what, six weeks of the season, maybe longer. It just depends on how this whole hearing comes out. I know it got pushed back, I think, till like June. So it'll really depend on how this all goes out with that. But what I like about Olave is the thing that a lot of people don't like about the Saints, and that is Jameis Winston. I look back to Winston's last year with Tampa, what, 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Obviously, the interceptions has to come down. But that 4,000 yards, that that 30 touchdowns, just thinking of a guy like Olave, you know, in that offense with Thomas and what they could do, that's where I have that boomer bust and where I feel like something could happen. Um, obviously, I was high on Traquan Smith last year. He had some injuries. Winston went down. It, you know, it changed the whole aspect of it. It sounds like the Saints are finally smart and realizing that um, Taysom Hill is not the answer at quarterback, so we don't have to really worry about that project anymore. Um, I'll be really intrigued to kind of see how this plays out. Um, the next uh, one I'm going to go to here is why we're talking with the you know big offensive players, tight end. Um, obviously, there's going to be a few guys that are stash worthy here, um, but the one for me that like out of all of them, I'm just only really looking at one, even though I hated his landing spot. Um, is going to be McBride. Um, I just, with him and Zach Ertz, and they also went out and what, Max Williams. They re-signed Max Williams. And with them, the three of them, I mean, I feel like there's going to be some big opportunities, um, especially Ertz is getting older. Um, I think that McBride has a lot of talent. He scored very high on um, the the RAS. You know, I, I'm really intrigued to kind of see what he's going to bring into it. And um, it just, I'm, I think that he is going to be a, if anything, a stash to where his production's really going to start showing next year. Um, you know, this year we might not see as much, but, you know, with the tight end position being what it is, he's going to be someone you're going to want to go out and stash in the dynasty leagues. Then I have three quarterbacks that I wanted to talk about. Um, I'll keep this one pretty short and simple just for the fact that there's only one I think that's going to really make a difference anytime soon. And then outside of that, we're going to be playing the waiting game. So they're gonna, these are going to be guys that sit on your taxi squad or you know on a deep bench depending on what kind of league or if you guys have the taxi squads. But um, my number one here is Pickett. Uh, main reason being I think he's the most NFL-ready quarterback. He went to a team that really likes him. The practice field for Pittsburgh is right across the street from the Steelers practice squad. So they got to see this guy 
constantly. They know what they're getting in this guy. They made sure he was the quarterback they got. They knew that he was going to fall to 20. They didn't have to trade up, but they didn't hesitate one bit. They knew he was the guy they wanted. And partnering him up with the offensive weapons that they have, with Najee Harris and then that ridiculous wide receiving core, I just think Pickett is just, he's going to be a guy to watch. Um, You know, we know that Trubisky isn't going to really be the answer there for him. Um, So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this works out. Um. The next one that I really like is going to be um, Desmond Ritter. Like I was saying earlier when I was talking about Drake London and Kyle Pitts, I just think that that offense is going to be a really high-powered offense that could really use a guy like um, Ritter who brings the Michael Vick kind of aspect to it too. Like he can rush, he can throw. Uh, I, I just I really like Ritter, and I feel like in that offense, being able to be paired up with those young guys, um, you know, I just I think he's going to be able to fit in. Once again, I think this is going to be a guy that we don't really see much until maybe the end of the se- middle to the end of the season. You know, if maybe they start losing, they know what's going to happen. Maybe they go ahead and let him get some exposure, kind of see how he does. Um, or mainly next year, though. And then another one, uh, I know I kind of talked about it earlier when I was mentioning Traylon Burks, but. Obviously, Malik Willis, I like his landing spot. You know, Tennessee has never, the past few years, never really seemed to be keen on or in love with Tannehill anymore. He doesn't, you know, he puts up good numbers, but he doesn't put up like those just astonishing numbers that I feel like they want to see. And I feel like sometimes Tannehill gets to be that scapegoat for them just because they don't win and that's just what they blame it on. Um, But Willis, you know, being able to, you know, learn a little bit under Tannehill and bring that young aspect to it as well as the fresh legs and be able to rush, I really think he's going to do well. And once again, I don't think we'll see him this year, but coming in, you know, maybe next year or the year after, I feel like Willis could really step in and just, you know, command that offense. But yeah, guys, that's kind of, you know, my like just first take, you know, rankings on the guys for like rookie drafts. Um, Me and Caleb will be coming back at you and we're going to get ready to start talking about, um, you know, rankings. We'll go through AFC, you know, North, South, East, West, NFC. We'll go through all of it. We're going to, you know, kind of talk about, you know, post draft rankings where we rank guys, you know, who we think we have winning the division, who we think is going to be the worst in the division. Um, Then once we get through that, and like I said, we're going to have some special guests hopefully with those. Um, we got some things in the works. Hopefully that all, you know, pans out for us. And then after that, it's we're going to be bringing in our rankings for players. We're going to be talking redraft. We're going to be talking, you know, who you should go after, where we think guys are going to fall in redraft. We're going to talk about startup dynasty. Well, you know, we're going to really get going into that. We want to hear, um, you know, me and JT kind of got to do that mock draft. But now that this is, you know, the rookie drafts over, me and Caleb are probably going to sit down and talk about that. You know, I'm sure some of you guys won't do the rookie draft till a little later as well. So we're going to talk that. We're going to get rankings going at you. Um, we're going to start getting our rankings posted on our Twitter, on our Discord. So, you know, make sure you guys come find us at the Monsters FB on all social platforms. Um, the main two areas where we really, you know, try to communicate and talk with everyone is on our Discord and on uh, the uh, Twitter. So please, guys, you know, let us know what you think of my rankings. I, I, I'm curious, you know, do you guys think I'm a little crazy? I know... Um, Caleb was talking to me and couldn't believe how high I had Christian Watts and how low I had, you know, uh, Pierce there as a running back. So I'm really curious to see what you guys think as well. You know, hit me up. 
let me know on Twitter. Let me know on Discord. Come join us. Come talk with us. Ask us trade questions. Like, we, let's get interactive. Let's get this going. Because before we know it, guys, the season's going to be here. And it's going to be time to roll. So, uh, guys, this has been fun. Uh, I will talk to you next week. And uh, much love, guys. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you.